Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 5A Championship Preview Show. We've got a big show ahead of you guys, previewing each team, talking about keys to the game. It's a winner-take-all matchup. It's a rematch from a matchup earlier this season. We've got the Valley Tigers versus the Southeast Polk Rams. Let's dive into it. Hello everybody, hope you guys are doing great. It is Thursday up here in Cedar Falls. We've got snowy weather. It's that Christmas season type of weather. We're excited. But first we've got some championship football to talk about. We've got the Southeast Polk Rams taking on the Valley Tigers. No one, and I repeat no one, besides if you're a Valley fan, thought Valley was going to make it this far. They figured they had a good chance to make it to the Dome, most likely, but they've proved everyone wrong, and they've kept their receipts, no doubt about it. So the Valley Tigers, 8-4 and four on the season. They struggled at the beginning of the season. They've turned that around real quick for playoff football. Coach Swenson, one of the best to ever do it. He's really got those boys playing their top football at the best time. You hear that said a lot? It doesn't happen all the time, and... For a team to be playing their best ball in the moments that it mattered, I mean, that's a testament to their coaching staff and um, the players they got on their team. As for the Southeast Polk Rams, 11-1, been the juggernaut all season. They lost one game this season to Ankeny, and to be fair, Southeast Polk didn't have Abu, um, and that's kind of literally the best player in the state right now, and they are just been dominating with him in every single game you can think of. So, that being said, let's talk about these teams. We're going to be talking about Southeast Polk, the favorite first, then Valley, the underdog second. First, let's talk about Southeast Polk. Southeast Polk, like I said, 11-1. They've got an opponent record of 68-49, and which ranks fourth in the state. Um, Offensive line, just right off the bat, really good this year. Um, they've got a lot of returners for next year as well. Four out of five will be returning next year. Um, Kading Proctor slotted in at that left tackle spot. If you are wondering and want to watch him for future Iowa fans or Oregon fans, hint, hint. We've got to talk about that later in this episode too. Um, they beat the teams they have beat. I mean, they beat the best of the best. They beat the teams that everyone considers the best teams in 5A. They have one slip-up up against Ankeny at home, and I still just don't know how to judge that game. Like I said, they have Abu Sama, and that's we've learned he is their MVP. He is their guy that will lead them to a state championship. So starting off week one, they defeated Dowling Catholic 38-24. Then they beat Valley, the team they played. They're playing tomorrow night 24-7 to uh, at Valley Stadium. That was kind of a... Slow game. Aiden Price scored on a bubble screen kind of at the beginning of the game, but it was too much. Abu Sama, I think, had three rushing touchdowns this game. Uh, Valley did a considerably better job stopping the uh, Southeast Place offense, though. 
Granted, I mean, Polk's offense is built to run the clock. Uh, I believe they had 30-plus minutes of time of possession against Johnson in the semifinals. So they're built to chew clock. They'll keep it low scoring. But that being said, it was impressive by Valley to keep it contained a little bit. Then they went. Uh, they played two home games back-to-back. They beat Joaquin Northwest 42-21. to uh, They played Ankeny without Abu. They lost 31-14. to Then they kind of weak game in their schedule. They played Waterloo West, dominated them 56-0. Then they just dominate the Eastern Iowa teams that people tend to overrate at some point in the season. They dominated Linmar by 20 points. They beat Prairie by 41. Then they played Centennial, who they crushed 42-16. Game scoreboard a little bit off in that game. That game wasn't that one-sided until the fourth quarter. Cedar Rapids-Jefferson, one of the worst teams we'll just say that one of the worst teams in 5a they beat them 63 to 7 Ames uh they dominate 49 to 3 in the playoffs first round second round they play Prairie again and beat them 41 to 0 again um and then they played Johnston last week 35 to 14 they dominated that game so some stats to look at we've got Abu Sama I just follow the PK podcast twitter you haven't already i'm looking for stats 24 7 i'm looking at film 20 a lot of the time i won't say 24 7 but i look at film a lot and um abu sama scores a touchdown about every five carries just think about that number for a second if you're a fantasy guru if your running back scores every five carries um that's your league winner right there 22% 22% of the time, his uh, carries result in a touchdown, if you're wondering the percentage math on that. Um, Southeast Polk, they headlined the third-ranked offense in the state and the third-ranked rushing offense in the state. Um, and I think they're the best rushing offense in the state, mainly because the teams that are above them are just teams that either run it every single down, um, which just doesn't translate to playoff success. So I consider them the best rushing team in football. Their defense is only allowing 12.5 points per game, top six in the state. And they've got playmakers all over that defense. they got Obald, Obald they've got Draven, they've got KP in there at center, some, I mean, at nose tackle sometimes. They've got Cooper Martinson, who's been great this year as a sophomore. And then they've got Zeb and Abu on the outside corner positions, and Gavin McCroy also is, or not Gavin McCroy, what's his What's his name? I'm about to really hate that I just blinked. Cole Rogers. Cole Rogers. Gavin McCray was last year, Paul. Um, at the wide receiver spots on their offense, they've got just good blockers. I actually really like Carson Robbins, though. Carson Robbins has had a really good playoff run. Um, I believe he was hurt, or at least I just didn't see him get his name called a lot at the beginning of the season. I believe he was just hurt, though. And now he's really blossomed into being their kind of go-to guy, which Sepp always has a go-to guy based on their play-action, deep-shot offense. But um, I really like how he's been playing this year, especially in the playoffs. And he's amassed about 577 yards. He's got five touchdowns on the year, high yards per catch. It's pretty typical with the Southeast Polk wide receiver. And then their line. Their line is obviously really good. Sam Good does a really good job blocking as a tight end. And then you've also got, um, obviously, some names for me to just point out here. Because sometimes it's tough because it don't want to uh, shoot and not give anyone credit. They've got KP. They've got Parker Strawn. 
Um, Gavin Douglas is a really good, has been really good for them this year. Um, I believe they're Braden, 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 Braden Harmon. He has been really good this year. I, I listed four of them. I'm sorry for, I think the center, probably forgot who he is, but um, they're a really good team. Obviously, eleven and one. They're the favorite to win it. Preseason ranked number one in my poll. Um, people thought Ankeny was going to be there. Guys, Ankeny just didn't have enough this year. So I think Sep kind of was the favorite all along. They've been that team all year. They've dominated every good team they played with Abu. They've just dominated. It hasn't been close. So let's talk about the keys to the game. A lot of these, if you watch football, you know they're keys of the game can be kind of that segment where you tune out because it's just someone and out like saying like the straight up most obvious things and saying their keys to the game and i'm probably gonna say some things like that but let's just dive into them so keys to the game obviously we want to get abu going abu needs 100 plus yards two touchdowns to lock your win if you i think if you see that stat I think you're feeling pretty good about your chances to win. Um, I would also like to see Moberly be calm, poised. Dewey's been doing 72%, I mean 70% completion percentage from him in the playoffs and 124 passer rating, which leads all quarterbacks in the, in the state for, in, for only playoffs. Though. So he's been really good this year. Uh, I would like to see Carson Robbins get over 60 yards. Um, in this game, I think that would be huge for Southeast Polk. But the main, the main emphasis <clears throat> for Southeast Polk is stop Aiden Price because Aiden Price is the lifeblood of this Valley defense. Xavier I mean Zay is a really good and exceptional, but we've seen Aiden Price just carry this team uh, over and over again. He's their key guy. And I believe it's going to be really interesting because I think we're going to see an Abu Sama versus Aiden Price matchup. Abu Sama has yet to show any weaknesses in these types of matchups. Uh, I think Aiden Price will be the best player he's gone against in this type of matchup. Um, so it'll be super interesting to see how that plays out. But, yep, keys of the game, over six yards of carry or five yards of carry. Abu Sama scores... Uh, Two touchdowns and 100 plus yards, and Carson Robbins gets going in the passing game. Connor Moberly also turnover free football. That's a given for every quarterback. I won't try to go too into that. And last week we saw them win on special teams. Their performance on special teams put them in such a better position to win. We saw them block a punt for a touchdown. Shout out to Obald. And then we also saw two penalties on Johnson that gave Southeast Polk first downs. That might, that's obviously not Southeast Polk doing that, but um, they capitalized off them, and that's one of the reasons Johnson was playing from behind the entire game. So my bold prediction for Southeast Polk, I'm going to do this for Valley 2. I'm going to say, I want to say my bold prediction is Abu Sama gets the end zone four times in the state championship. Three rushing, one receiving on a screen. If that happens, I would be shocked. But that's my bold prediction. 
it's kind of easy to make a bold prediction when there's a D1 running back that's phenomenal to uh, just kind of say they're going to go off because that's trust me I'm not going to take credit for any of that any of that um, all right so now we've got the Cinderella we've got the Valley Tigers we wrote them off and they didn't write back that's the easiest way to say it um, record for the Valley Tigers they are sitting at eight and four on the season they have one of the better um, one of the better opponent records in the state I'll double check it just to make sure their third in opponent record was 71 and 41 ridiculous schedule for Valley every year feel bad for them during the regular season because it hurts their playoff chances a lot this year it honestly kind of helped them with the seeding they got but I mean we've got their first three weeks goes Waukee Northwest Waukee Northwest traditionally all right the past two years I was shouldn't say traditionally like they've been playing for like 10 years but Waukee Northwest has kept it close with them um these past two years so that's a tough game and it is on the road to start this season with a new quarterback in Provenza and then you got Southeast Polk obviously they're ridiculous Urbandale they should have won that game that's their really bad game in the season um that's the game that I thought they were just not that good this year that's the game that told me seven to ten against Urbandale who fell apart at the end of the season last of Waukee um, who's a good team but when you're talking about these blue bloods Valley Dowling Ankeny some people are going to say I snuck Ankeny in there I'll take that um, those types of teams just look down on that type of comp, uh, that type of competition so to see them lose that game was kind of the mark where I kind of was like Ugh. but I still believe they're in my top 10 kind of all year Waukee on the road, they won that game. That's actually a really good win. Um, Marshalltown at Ankeny, they lost. Um, they played Des Moines-Lincoln, dominating them. Dowling, they got housed. That was another mark where we were like, they're not that great this year. That's why everyone was so doubting. I mean, doubting them so much coming into this game because they got absolutely dominated, which is why um, once I get to my preview, I'll explain why I'm – Kind of lean in a little bit with the Tigers this, this year. Um, and then we got Roosevelt. They dominated Roosevelt, obviously. PV, they beat 15-10 to 10 in the first round, the big upset. A lot of people saw this coming if you're from Central Iowa. If you aren't, then you probably didn't. But it was kind of a given. Then they played Cedar Falls. They dominated them, even, uh, to be honest, on defense, especially. Their defense played great that game. And then we got the literally the best game of the year, Dowling versus Valley. They Two touchdown comeback, the go for it for two. That was the most exciting game I've watched besides Ankeny versus Dowling to end the streak. All right. Let's talk about a stat. Dowling Catholic this season was one of the best-looking offensive lines we have seen this year. There was talk about them being better than Southeast Polk. Um, they were exceptional. In the run game, they're great in pass pro. Against Valley, they gave up five sacks and only had 3.4 yards per carry. Valley's D-line was incredibly disruptive to Dowling's offense. Not to mention that their blitzing schemes just had Smolik in under duress the entire game. Especially at the end of the game, we saw the sack um, by Tris, Tristan Urban, is it? I, I'm going to double-check on that. 
because I want to give the credit where credit's due. It was a great sack. It was, I think it was Jimmy Wainick. No, not Jimmy Wainick. Theron Castle. That's who I think it was. Number 41, I believe. I'm uh, Jimmy Wainick's on Dowling, by the way. Um, Tristan Irvin. It was Tristan Irvin, actually. So Tristan Irvin made that play. That put The clock was running. They were hurting. That was huge for their, like, halting and Dowling's drive. All right. So that's kind of a big stat that stuck out to me last game because that's, like, a, out of nowhere to me. I did not expect that at all. I also want to note that Damon Head uh, came in as a backup running back and a pl- 100 107 total yards and a touchdown is huge uh, off the bench. Um, I'm just, I'm not sure if Darius Mason is healthy. I haven't really asked around about that. So, um, but I mean, Damon Head stepped in and did exactly what you needed to do. So, Aiden Price obviously um, he is ridiculous. He's been on a storybook run this year. And Provenza, I've talked about Provenza a lot on Twitter. Provenza has been playing like the best quarterback in the state I don't say that lightly um he's been playing out of his mind in the playoffs and I don't think people will consider him a a top QB in the state at all he's made a real case for me to put him on an all-state team top three quarterback in the state so on to the keys to the game stop Abu Sama Everyone and their mother is saying that. I'm not going to act like some genius that came up with that plan. Abu Samba has to be held under 100 yards. Honestly, that's not enough. Below two touchdowns, I guess, I think would be the safe bet. Um, Their secondary has to do a little bit better job defending the pass. Smolik wasn't elite by any means in the uh, last week's loss, but... Um, Cooper Nicholson had his way in that game, so they need to make sure he is held. They need to make sure Carson Robbins and Zelenovich are held uh, to low amounts of yardage. They're not able to get going in that play-action game. So that way you can key in on Abu. Defensively, I want to see blitz, blitz, blitz. Um, I believe they will do that. I feel like that's... I haven't watched every single Valley game this year, so I don't know if that's a team-consistent thing is blitzing, but they did a really good job in blitz packages against uh, Dowling last week. All right. So, it's prediction time. Closing the notebook. Got all my stats in there. Closing it. It's time to just make my prediction. I believe the the 2022 5-8 state champs will be Southeast Polk. I think this, but I feel like I'm one of the only, no, I won't say that. I feel like a lot of people are riding Valley off. Um, They expect this to be kind of an easy win for Southeast Polk just because of that result on the scoreboard. Guys, Dowling beat them worse than Southeast Polk did. There's a legit chance for Valley to easily like come away as winners in this, which would be nuts. This would be one of the best runs probably in the history of the playoffs. 
I believe it'll be 24 to 21. This That is the most stereotypical championship score, I feel like. That's just what's in my heart. I feel like it's going to be 24-21. Both defenses are playing really well. I really do not like picking against Valley in this at all. I think this is like a... I feel like if there's... You know the FPI thing on ESPN where you click on a matchup and it shows a percentage? I feel like this would be a 50, like 3% Southeast Poke um, and a 47% Valley. Um, I think Provenza has the ability to be the best quarterback on the field tomorrow. Um, and Aiden Price obviously has the ability to be his best wide receiver. Uh, Valley's offensive line is actually extremely underrated. I was actually going back and watching their film because there's one, their tackle was really sticking out to me. Um, Braylon Jenkins, he's a, a junior he he's really good. I think he's an exceptional tackle. He's going to be up for all state honors. Um, I just think Southeast Polk probably has the upper hand on playmaking, and I think that's huge in a state championship. I think you need to have massive playmakers or great playmakers to win one. And they've got Aiden Price, and they've got Zay. Bryce Anderson's also good. We haven't really seen what we thought we would from him, but he's he's a scary tight end. You don't want to leave him open by any means. Uh, I think he'll get up. He'll probably get land to offer, I believe, at least from a decent school. So the keys of the game, we talked about them. We talked about my preview. I think we're all good. Um, I'm really excited. I'll be there on the field tomorrow night. I'm extremely excited for it. Uh, it should be a great game. I don't believe this will be a blowout. Um, I'll die on the hill that this will be a close game. And do not doubt Valley. We've doubted Valley for a week, I guess. But a lot of people doubted them in the beginning of the playoffs. And they have really shut up everyone, including myself. So, thank you you all for listening to the state championship preview uh follow pk podcast on twitter if you haven't already and make sure to follow bound iowa as well um i'm excited i hope you guys are it's gonna be a great game tune in on the watch ihss and app appreciate everyone listening and have a good one